Home birth involves two parts, home and birth. It is no secret that I am a huge proponent for home births for Christians seeking to have their birth God's way. I've had two home births of my own, with the other one being in a birth center. So I know it firsthand, and I want you to know, it is a beautiful thing to give birth to your baby in your own home. But what if I told you that the best part of home birth isn't the birth part? What? Yep, you heard it right. So let's talk about what in the world I'm talking about in today's episode. Let's go. Are you a Christian woman yearning for a beautiful, joyful pregnancy and birth with a focus on God, not medical tests? Are you worried the birth you want isn't possible and you're tired of being treated like an accident waiting to happen? Hey mama, I'm Lori, host of Your Birth, God's Way. I'm a certified nurse midwife now, but I wasn't always. After working for nearly 20 years in the broken maternity system, I too was in your shoes wondering how I could have the birth I wanted and that I felt God meant for me to have. I found a secret that has actually been known since the beginning of time. God's way is the best way. Spoiler alert, God made us and our babies and he knows us best. He designed us perfectly for pregnancy, birth, and nourishing our babies after birth if we work with his design and not against it. In this podcast, you'll learn how to be healthy and have joy during this time of life that will be over before you know it. So if you're ready to reclaim your birth and your babies for his glory, go turn on a few episodes of Bluey for that little one on your hip so you can put the focus back on you for a few minutes with me. Can you believe that the first round of the Your Birth God's Way Christian Childbirth Education course is actually wrapping up this week? I know it's hard for me to believe. I've had a wonderful time getting to know some special mamas who have spent the last eight weeks with me, and I think they would say it has been well worth their time. If you would like to be put on the waiting list to be the very first to hear when the next round of the Your Birth God's Way Christian Childbirth Education course will be starting, Shoot me a quick email over to Lori at yourbirthgodsway.com with the subject line wait list request, and I'll make sure you're the first to know when the next class opens up. Or you can just go down to the show notes and click the link. It's about, I believe it's about the second one down. So just head down there, click on that, and I'll get you added. Now I want to take just a second to read a new review over on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much to all of you who have taken just a minute or two of your precious time to let me know what you think about my little podcast. Today, I want to read one from back in July. This is from JB Johns 92. Doesn't have a first name, just has her screen name, but that's okay. It says, I am so thankful I stumbled across this podcast. Now I know I'm not alone. I'm not the only one who longs for a completely Christ-centered birth. As I prepare to give birth to my third child, I'm going in knowing exactly what I want, and this podcast has reinforced what I already knew I wanted. I'm glad there are other mamas who feel the same way. Thankful for Lori and her down-to-earth delivery of some very important and helpful information. And I'm very thankful for you, Miss J.B. Johns, whoever you may be, and I'm I'm just overjoyed to hear that you moms are benefiting. If if nothing else, you're benefiting from knowing that you're not alone. I get so many comments and so many messages of just relief from you mamas who are who are relieved to see God being put back in the process that he created. And that was the whole purpose of me starting this podcast to begin with. 
and I can just see God working through this. I'm thankful to him for giving me this platform to be able to talk to you all and to be one little piece of the puzzle and helping guide you closer to him. And I thank you all for giving me the encouragement that you do when you leave me those reviews. So if you haven't already, just hit pause real quick, take a quick second to head over to give me a review, preferably an Apple podcast if you can, but if not in whatever podcast app you use, it helps me find more mamas just like you. And so many of you have actually found me accidentally and that tells me that these reviews are working to bump us up in the list to where more and more people are seeing it. And so when you leave me a review, you are actually a part of the movement. You are a part of the process and you are doing a little part that is actually a really big part to help us out. Okay. All right. So today we're talking about the best part of home birth and it's not the birth part. Home is our haven. It is our soft place to fall. It's where we go to rest at the end of the day, and it's where we go to connect with the people that we love the most. It is also the place where 90 some odd percent of the population leave to go to another place to have their babies. I think I've mentioned this in a previous podcast. If I have, forgive me. If I haven't, good. You'll be hearing it for the first time. But did you know that your body can actually completely shut down labor if it feels threatened? Animals in the wild do this. They can be in the middle of having their babies, but when they perceive danger, they can shut the whole process down to be able to relocate to somewhere that they feel safe. It can be stopped for as much as two days sometimes, and then it will restart when the danger is passed. Well, guess what? When we leave the place that is most comfortable to us, the most literally like home to us, our bodies can do the same thing. I would be willing to bet that everyone listening to me right now knows at least one person who was just convinced that they were in labor, they decided to leave home to go into the hospital thinking they would be coming home with a baby, but instead they're back home a few hours later after being told they weren't in labor at all. They go home thinking they don't know their bodies or that maybe something's wrong with them. But in reality, they likely really were in labor, but leaving their known comforts to go to a strange, bright environment that's cold and unknown with strangers all around watching you from every angle, asking you a thousand questions. All of these things cause your subconscious brain to shut down. Your brain registers this as danger and it decides that this is not a safe place to let this sweet baby out. And that makes sense because your brain while on a cognitive level might know what's going on, on that subconscious level, that level that really needs to be activated for your body to bring your baby into the world, it doesn't know what all this stuff is. And it's like, uh-uh, this, this isn't safe. This isn't good. So some of the benefits to staying in the place that God has provided for us as our homes aren't going to surprise you. Some are related to birth. There's a lot of other things too. So I just want to go through some of them, some things to think about as benefits to being at home for your birth and not all of them are the birth. 
So the first thing is that you don't have any false alarms. What I just mentioned, this whole thing where you are in labor, you decide to go in and then you get there and it stops. That doesn't happen when you're at home because you don't leave. The very first intervention that happens in most births is leaving home because from that point on, things aren't quite as normal and natural as they would have been had you not had to leave. Now, some people might think that that's crazy. Some people might think that that's out there, but it is true because your brain goes into a different place of function when you are outside of your comfort. And when it comes to labor, your, your body is going to be able to do what God designed it to do the best when you are in a situation where your conscious mind can safely shut off and let your involuntary muscles, your God-given instinct and drive to give birth when all that can kick in properly and not be shut down by that conscious brain going, whoa, 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 this is not good. Okay, so you don't have those false alarms when you don't have to leave, leave home. You also don't have to leave and be in the car during labor. So I had to do this one once because I had my second baby at a birth center and that birth center was about an hour from where I lived, but it's where I happened to be working at the time. And it wasn't terrible, but it sure wasn't fun either. And my poor husband who had missed my first birth because it had gone relatively fast and was so far away and it's a whole different story but he hadn't really seen what labor looks like and he was convinced I was about to be given birth in the car I didn't we made it with about two and a half hours to spare but it sure wasn't comfortable to be going through those contractions while strapped into a car seat so if you have your baby at home you don't have to worry about that you also don't have to pack any bags now there's a little caveat to that you don't have to pack bags because most likely you're not leaving home. But I will say it's not a bad idea to have a few things in a bag over in the corner somewhere just in case there's a need for transfer. It's a very low percentage of moms that do transfer, but if you do, it's nice to not have to scramble through and do all that right in the midst of labor. But you don't have to go to the same links shall we say you don't have to make sure you got every single thing you're going to need that would just be a just in case we got to run out the door bag it's not nearly as intense and you don't have to remember nearly as many things another great benefit to being at home is no one is coming to take your baby from you if you've had a baby in a hospital if you've worked in a hospital you know that most pediatricians most nurses who are working with their babies, they want to take the baby to the nursery to do the things they need to do because that's where it's easier for them. But if you're like me, that doesn't work. Now, I was the nurse for many years who was coming and taking the baby. I wish somebody would have been like, hey, what's wrong with you? This is my child. You should keep him here. Now, I don't know if my attitude that I had at that age, I might not have taken that too well, but... The point is, it's your baby. So who has the right to take your baby from you? No one. But at home, no one's going to try. Because you're at home. In your home, with your family, and with your baby. And that is one worry that you can put away and not have to think about. Another one is nobody's interrupting your breastfeeding. It's amazing to me how much we emphasize that first 
hour, first 24 hours, first couple of days is how important they are to the breastfeeding journey. And yet, if it's time for some routine hospital thing to happen, they will literally unlatch a nursing baby from mama so they can go get done what they need to get done and then bring them back later when they're sleepy or tired or maybe grouchy now and won't latch on right. It's just, it's infuriating to me. But that is one thing when you're at home, you don't have to worry about. Another one, you don't have to worry about anybody trying to inject your baby with toxins. Did you know that newborn babies are subjected to two injections within the very first few hours of their life? Maybe even the first minutes of their life, depending on what the routine is at that hospital. This brand new baby with this brand new immune system that's just trying to adjust to the outside is getting bombarded with injections that while they may or may not arguably provide benefit, they all also bring with them various preservative substances that present issues for babies. You know, many moms have decided that they don't want these injections and they decline them, but some of them sometimes are given anyway. Yep, I said that. It, it happens. And I really hope that it's not malicious, but at the very least, this whole thing has become so routine that mistakes sometimes happen because it's kind of like, you know, riding a bike. They hop on and they don't think about it. They just go. It's a subconscious thing. And sometimes they just expect that, of course, they've consented to it. Everyone does, right? Except for not everyone does. And so mistakes do happen. And while there may or may not be repercussions for that, once it's in, it's in. You can't get it back out. This will not happen at home. There is no nursery to sweep the baby off to. Your baby was, is with you and they are safe from any, quote, accidents. Another one that you might not really think about, we think about in the hospital all the people who are already in our rooms, maybe that you may or may not want there. But, you know, hospitals are also full of people who don't know where they are. They don't know where they're going. The dad from the next room and the next room and the next room that's never been in that hospital before they don't remember what room number they're going in and i've had several births where somebody walks into the wrong room with mom's spread eagle in the stirrups trying to give birth and oops this poor guy just saw the wrong lady's hindquarters yeah it happens and this is something that is not going to happen at home we know that for sure you know while we're talking about accidents I mentioned there's no accidental injections, but there's also no accidental bottles or other accidental procedures. Because see, a lot of times if a baby is fussy or if, you know, any number of situations comes up, the first thing that is done is that a baby's given a bottle. If you've ever been, or most of you have probably never been in a hospital nursery, there is formula everywhere just ready to go and if you don't have it very clearly declared on your baby's bassinet that you don't want them to have bottles they don't think they're doing any harm they'll just give them a bottle that doesn't happen at home that kind of an accident doesn't happen there's no accidental procedures there's no circumcisions done on a baby that didn't want whose parents didn't want one none of those things those things cannot happen at home when it's just you and your midwife and your family. These accidents 
do not happen there. There's also no hospital routines. And I kind of alluded to this about breastfeeding, but your feeding routines, your sleep routines, your plain old family routines in a hospital, those are secondary to what the hospital staff needs to get done during their shifts. If you're nursing, but they need to do an exam, oh well. If grandma just came by to meet her grandbaby, but it's time for them to do the PKU, too bad. It's really not about you. It's about them getting the checks in the boxes that they have to do and what you need or what you want, unfortunately, will frequently come second. That does not happen at home. You are the boss and things happen on your schedule, on your time, as you say. There's also no exposure to hospital pathogens at home. We don't talk about that a whole lot, but you know, we don't live in a sterile world. There are bacteria everywhere, and that's not a bad thing. They're not all scary. And there's bacteria in our homes. But the thing about the bacteria in our homes is it's familiar bacteria. Our bodies are used to them, and they contribute to our natural flora, which is just the natural good bacteria that are in our bodies that help our bodies to do the things they need to do. But a hospital is not only the place where most people go to have their babies, it's also a place where sick people go. And there are pathogens living in hospitals that you would likely never encounter in your own home. When you take your baby home for the first time from the hospital and you go out into public, you're always worried about people touching them and being close to them and breathing on them or getting germs from this or that. But in the hospital, you are exposed to all those things that you're protecting them from out in the world and worse. It just doesn't make much sense to have a brand spanking new, healthy baby in a place where some of the worst bugs are. And when I say bugs, I don't mean the ones that are crawling around. You know what I mean? The worst germs, the worst things that make us sick. These babies have immune systems that are trying to adjust to the outside and we are exposing them to some of the meanest, harshest things by being there, staying home protects you from these things. Another thing you might not think about, and this is kind of back on the protection theme, if you're at home, you are not having to take out your brand new baby in a car when they're brand new, when they're so small that they don't really want to fit in that seat too good, when you've got crazy drivers here and there and everywhere. We're taking our babies and we're having to deal with all this when they're brand new and you don't have to do that when you have your baby at home. You also get your own bathroom and your own shower or bath or whatever it is that you like that makes you comfortable. It's not a bathtub or a bathroom where some stranger was in it 12 hours prior. It's your home with your things in your environment and you also of course have your own bed need i say more we all have been on trips before where even if it wasn't a bad bed you were in it's just not yours and when you get home and you're able to fall into your own bed it's just such a comfort well when do you need comfort more than right after you've given birth what a blessing to fall into your own bed and cuddle up your own baby in your own bed minutes after you've given birth. You don't have to worry about uncomfortable beds or beds that rise up and down or 
squeak or <laughs> any number of things. It's your own mattress, your own bed, your own home. Mama, there's just so, so many reasons, if you can at all, to really look at home birth and really consider it. There are so many awesome things to home birth, and this is just a few of them. I could go on and on because I just believe in it so wholeheartedly. Somewhere between, somewhere between probably 70 and 90% of moms can safely give birth at home. And we have evidence of that at places like the farm in others where the transfer rate is almost non-existent and people are having babies day after day normally. It really is an option for most mamas. So I want to know, have you had a home birth? Some of you I know listening have. I want to know what were your favorite perks of giving birth at home? What things were you able to do that maybe drew God deeper into your birth? That you wouldn't have been able to do in other places hop on over in our facebook group and share with us i'd love to hear about what neat things you found as benefits for your home birth the link is down in the show notes to the facebook group so just go click it answer a couple of membership questions and i'll get you added in and i just i can't wait to hear from you because i know this is just a short list of some of the benefits and i know that you all are going to have a whole lot more so come share them with us in the group And I can't wait to talk to you back here next week. Real quick, if today's episode blessed you in any way, would you head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a quick five-star written review? It'll take you less than a minute, but it's the best thank you you can give me. And it will help my show to reach more mamas just like you so we can all find God's best for our families. I'll see you right back here in a few days.